0: Hello, welcome back to the podcast. I am Amy, your host, and today we are going full personality type A mode. We are going to get our shit sorted, our life together, all our adulty things taken care of all within the length of this podcast. Organization has always been a passion of mine. I remember being a little girl and having my room tidy and my bed always made and then as I grew older I turned into a massive list person and would budget every cent of my paycheck even from from my very first job when I was working at Pizza Hut getting like 6 dollars an hour. I think the key to organization is knowing first of all what needs to be organized to Make your life run a little smoother, and also being aware of the multiple techniques and pathways you can go down to create an organized life. And this isn't saying that you'll become the picture perfect housewife like I'm picturing like Bree off desperate housewives, but it's for the purpose of ease. It's to make your life that little bit easier and less chaotic and, yeah, more put together, which, leaves you with more brain power and energy and time to think and do other things rather than using that energy to constantly remind yourself of things that need to be done or you know whatever it is so get out your notes let's get organized so let's get our lives together My first question to you is what comes to mind when I say we are going to get organized in life? Is it your finances? Is it your personal admin? Is it your business or maybe your career? I asked this question a while ago on my Instagram and those of you who responded, responded with one of these three things finance, personal life, admin, and your business or career. So how can we get them all sorted today? I'm going to be talking about each of these one by one so I can help as many of you as possible. So let's start with finances. Finances are something that I love talking about, if you haven't noticed. I've never thought talking about money is like taboo or I've never thought not to share my salary or savings habits or anything like that with anyone. I guess it's most likely because I was brought up in a very open household when it came to to discussing most things, and that includes money. So I'm pretty lucky that way. To me, money will always come and go. That's the cycle of life. You get paid, you have expenses, you save, you invest, and the cycle starts again. And this applies whether you're an employee, a business owner, or retired. We are always spending. We are always making money, either from work or from investments. Of course, some of these are active and some of these are passive ways of making money, but nonetheless, it's the same cycle. So, how do we look at this from a new, simple perspective to get organized and on top of our finances? Step one is to know your income what's coming in, when it's coming in, how it's coming in, whether it's taxed or if you need to set aside the tax yourself. And for you business owners out there, you also need to take into consideration any GST, state or provincial taxes, and any retirement payments like super if you're an Aussie or CPP and EI if you're a Canadian. This should all be accounted for on top of your tax bracket rate. Step two is to know your expenses. So we've talked about what's coming in. Let's talk about what's going out. We've got your housing, your food, your car, your debt. These are the essential things that you need to cover each and every month no matter what. So have this number burnt into your mind because it's going to be needed. Sorry, it's going to be um, it's going to need to be covered on a consistent basis every single month. Step three is taking a look at what's left over if you have any left over. So this can be used for short term savings, which is considered anywhere up to like seven years from now, or for long term investing for retirement. Your short-term savings might look like going on holiday or upgrading your car, buying a house, getting a dog, having a baby. These things are best kept in a high-interest savings account. So the reason that it's not recommended to put any short-term savings money into like the stock market is because of the unknown. So as we are well aware now, the market can crash and you know there goes half your savings. Not that it's technically lost per se, unless you sell those stocks, but if you needed to use that money in six months' time, you're probably not going to get the return that you were hoping for. So that's why it's safer to use a savings bank account with a steady interest rate and no fees so that you're guaranteed to have that money sit there and grow. And it might not grow at the market rate, but it's a safe option, so that's what is recommended. In the case of you having more expenses than income, you have two options. The first being to decrease your spending. So, have a look at what's costing you the most. Can you downgrade your rental? Can you stop online shopping as much? Can you change banks to save the monthly fee? Depending on how big the difference is between your expenses and your income will depend on obviously what you need to change. And the second option, for you is to, of course, increase your income, asking for a pay rise, increasing your prices if you're a business owner, getting a second job or creating a side hustle that you do a few nights a week. All of these options can increase your income and some of you might not even need to change your spending habits as a result of that. I will never tell you to stop spending money on things that you enjoy or that make you happy. Mostly because tomorrow is never promised So, if you are to make every Tuesday your day to get that private tennis lesson or to go out for dinner and drinks with your friends at the fanciest bar in town, go for it. Your money is going somewhere, either on expenses, spending, savings, or investments. You get to decide how you split that ratio. And what I recommend to do is to create a spreadsheet or like a table chart on your notes Um, the notes app on your phone that tracks all of these things. I do have a free downloadable um, finance chart, which you can find in the show notes if you're interested. Having a visual on like exactly what you're dealing with is so helpful when it comes to organization because you're not just relying on your memory. It's, you know, right there in front of you and it takes away the excuses of like forgetfulness and unawareness, which is super important. This brings me to the second category of today, and that is life admin. Personal admin, personal life tasks that seem to just get in the way or like take up your entire weekend. The Making Her Magic community Facebook group is waiting for you to join. This is a free space for you to be inspired, motivated and feel safe to share your experiences and struggles to either gain some advice or have some like-minded people virtually pat you on the back. Personally, I use this group to tell stories, post resources I think you'd like to see and connect with you on a more personal level than any other social media app offers. Join us today by following the link in the show notes. See you there. How can you organize them so that it doesn't seem like they're a hassle, or that that they just suck the time out of your weekends or even weekdays? This is how I like to do it. When it comes to my personal life admin, I use to-do lists. I keep this list in the Notes app again on my phone, and I add it, um, I add to it whenever it's necessary. So I have them broken down actually into three sections and that is to do tomorrow, to do this week, and to do in the future, meaning more than a week away. I like to separate these lists because A, it looks a lot less overwhelming, and B, it shows me what the next week or the next month looks like in terms of what needs to get done. I look at these lists in the morning and in the evening and add to them whenever I need to throughout the day. I like to look in the evening to like move things around and know what my tasks are for the next day. And then once they're done, I either tick them off, you know, with that little bubble on the don'ts app, or I delete them completely. I tick them off if I'm feeling like I need a visual for the day to like see how much I've got done, but I usually just delete them to free up the space. So there's less scrolling. By having lists like this that I know need to be done, it cancels out any procrastination. The things that need to get done tomorrow, get done tomorrow, and the things that are getting done this week either move over to tomorrow's list or I can just see them in advance and get on top of them before the week is up. If you set out your lists like this and clearly say when they are getting done or when they need to be done by, your procrastination or lack of effort will almost completely subside because What's the point of making lists if they're never ending and they just become like a someday job? There's no point. By clearly telling yourself, this is getting done tomorrow, it's getting done this week, you've made yourself accountable. Because if that task is still there by the end of the day or by the end of the week, either something's gone wrong and you need to revisit or you didn't attempt it. And that's just letting yourself down. You wouldn't let your loved ones down or your boss down, so why would you do it to yourself? Think of your personal life admin as a personal job. It needs to be done, it has a deadline, and you create the space to do that. Okay, this leaves me with business and or career organization. So, Because this is a podcast and not a one-on-one, this is is not really direct advice, but I can give general advice. In general, you should have a few standard procedures in place that you get on top of every single month within your business and your career, and it's the following. So number one, tracking your income and expenses, like what we spoke about with the finance section. Knowing the general ballpark of both of these figures, if not exact, is super important to be on top of for growth. So Whether you own a business and you're tracking your sales or whether you're an employee and you're having a look at when's the last time that you actually got a promotion or a pay increase? What's inflation looking like? What are my expenses looking like? What do they look like together? Number two, setting your hours. As a business owner, it can be pretty hard to switch off, but it's so important to do so. And I know that in the employee world, it's getting to be the same because of technology and, you know, it's so easy to communicate and get things done remotely. Know your hours of on and off. Let your staff and your colleagues and your boss know what your hours are. If they don't tell you what your hours are. (laughs) You are entitled to personal time and you don't have to be switched on 24-7. Number three, knowing your role. As a business owner, you might be the only one working within the business or you might have an assistant or multiple employees. Whatever it is, you need to know what your role is exactly. Is it to serve the clients or produce the product or be the marketer or the idea factory or to manage the employees? There are a ton of roles that need to be stepped into. But the last thing you want to do is to add extra work on top of what you should be doing. If you have a manager, then you shouldn't really be managing your staff. If you have a bookkeeper, you shouldn't be balancing the books. Know your role and what is required from you in order to have the business or your position as an employee run smoothly without any extra unnecessary workload. And if you're an employee and you're asked to do extra jobs from your boss or from your manager, this needs to be a sit-down meeting and a new contract needs to be drawn up with more pay. I will say this until the cows come home. Jobs are a two-way street. You make them money and they pay you accordingly. You don't owe them any extra than what is required or written in your contract. And if they want you to do more, you need to get paid more. These three components that I just spoke about should be done consistently, whether that is weekly or monthly within your business and your career as an employee. Almost see it as like a pit stop that you must do in order to keep going. It's great to know where you're at with each of these components because at the end of the day, if you don't know your cash flow, or you don't set boundaries, or you don't know what your exact position or role is, then you can't really expect to power ahead or be organized in any way at all. Without these, you'll feel confused and you might feel overwhelmed and just all over the shop. All right, finance, personal admin, business and career. These are the categories I've given my best organization organisation tips to you in today's potty. What did you think of them? Maybe you're doing some of them or all of them already, Or what I hope is that you've learnt at least one new thing that you could implement into your life to make you feel even more organized and like you have your shit together. Please send this to a friend or share in your stories so more people can get around to making her magic the podcast. I hope you have a fabulous day. I'll talk to you next week. One, two, three, four. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the podcast. I know how valuable your time is, so I really appreciate you choosing to tune in every single week. If you haven't already, please follow at Making Her Magic on Instagram and come and join our free Facebook community by searching Making Her Magic Community in the Facebook app. Don't forget to wear sunscreen today. Bye!